Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber with One Rental at a Time. We're back with your favorite guest, Anna Kelly. How are you doing, Anna? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Absolutely. So, hey, we're going to talk about spending $4.5 trillion over the next decade. And, oh, by the way, how to pay for it. Because what we are going through, at least for $3.5 trillion of that, is called budget reconciliation, which means, hey, you can spend what you want, but you've got to raise the revenue, i.e. taxes, to pay for it because it's got to be a zero sum game. So lots of fuzzy math, but in essence, if you want to spend three and a half trillion dollars, you have to raise three and a half trillion dollars. And it's starting to become clear what they're going to do. And more importantly for real estate, what they probably won't do. So uh, where do you want to start? Yes. Let's start with the good news of what they probably won't do, right? Okay. Because the biggest fear that I you know, was a little worried about. I didn't know if it really happened, but the biggest fear for most investors was that Biden was out on the news saying, we are changing the long-term capital gains rate to 39.5%, plus potentially an extra 3.5% for um, another type of tax on top of capital gains. And so <laughs> we could be at like 43% capital gains. For real estate investors, that's horrible. It means you have a property you want to go sell for a hundred thousand bucks. You might keep fifty six, fifty seven thousand dollars of that. Mm-hmm. So, normally, long term capital gains, those properties that you hold at least a year, you're taxed at a much lower rate than your ordinary income tax bracket. So this mm-hmm. year, it's ten, fifteen, or twenty percent. If you're in that top tax bracket of four hundred thousand a year, then you'll pay twenty. Mm-hmm. So to go to thirty nine and a half to forty three was a big fear that, oh my goodness, yeah. with both houses, both chambers of the, the Congress being Democrats, will they push this through and are we going to be tanked for long-term capital gains? So that was a huge sigh of relief that I saw the the Ways and Means Committees mm-hmm. um, basically approved suggestion that right. will go for vote to reconcile the bill and the taxation said they're going to take the long-term capital gains rate for the highest tax bracket, 400,000 or above, 450 if you're married, to 25 instead of 39 and a half. So that was really good news to me. Yeah. I'll talk about one more that was sure. really good news is that Biden and the Democrats ran that they're going to get rid of the 1031 exchange because yeah. it was supposedly a loophole for the rich, right? 1031 exchange gets investors to continue to invest in real estate yeah. by being able to delay that capital gain until you sell the very last property. So as long as you can identify a new one, roll in the proceeds from one directly into another, you avoid capital gains. When they said they were going to get rid of the 1031 exchange, that would mean every time a piece of real estate is sold, it would pay that highest tax bracket. That would have been a huge impact on real estate investing, real estate demand, and potentially real estate values. Because if demand goes down, then values come down. So those are the two pieces of great news that I saw yesterday. Yeah. Specifically the 1031, they even talked about, you know, capping it at 500 grand, let mom and pop use it, but not the big syndicators, you know, really what that have done, that would have just, it would have slowed transactions to a crawl. Yes. Right. Um, and, yes. and they uh, and that would have probably slowed development. It would have slowed the creation of affordable housing. I mean, let's just be clear. Absolutely. Right? That, that's what that would have done. Um, but so that's a good idea that they took that off. It's also a nice negotiation. They kind of teased us or made us afraid of 39. Now maybe we accept 25 because it's not 39. It's good negotiations. Um, yeah. Still, they got that 400 number out there, right? They, they consider 400 grand rich. 
or yes. income wise. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, lower, that seems good. There was another one stepped up basis that it seems like they're not talking about anymore as well. Yes, that was a really, really good news as well. So they were threatening that essentially they would remove the stepped up basis, which means if you and I have real estate and we're to pass away, then when our children or our spouse inherits that property, their basis becomes the value of the property at the time that we die. Yep. So their capital gains start all over again. If they remove the stepped up basis, then they would be taxed on our original basis um, after all the depreciation, which could be nothing, yep. which means they pay tax essentially on the full value mm-hmm. of that property, um, regardless of, of whether inherited tax um, brackets have been met. So that right. would have been a big deal as well. And it's very nice that they took that off the table. Yeah, that would have that would have created an environment where pretty much um, you would be you become a forced seller because not a lot of heirs would have the because you got to pay it that tax year. Yes, uh, not a lot of people would have that. So it would be a, it'd be a force. There'd be a lot of forced sales because of illiquidity, frankly. Yes, and that's really why a lot of very 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 wealthy investors buy a lot of life insurance, whole mm-hmm. life insurance, so that they can make sure that when they die, the life insurance proceeds pay the taxes so that their family isn't forced to sell farms, for example. Exactly. Right. Um, so the first thing I thought was, let me increase my taxes, <laughs> my, my insurance. I'm sorry, yeah. let me increase my insurance and my children's insurance policies so that if the stepped up basis ever goes away, at least the insurance will cover the taxation mm-hmm. and they won't lose the properties. Very cool. Very cool. Well, those are the good things. Um, they obviously have to raise taxes somewhere if they're going to not do capital gains or 1031. Uh, what, what are they going to What are they going to target? Um, the three things that really stood out to me, and there's a lot of different things in this ways and means negotiated tax um, suggestion, right? Mm-hmm. So these are just kind of the top couple. One was that 25%, so an extra 5% on long-term capital gains for the top tax bracket. Okay. Two is the top income tax bracket is moving from, I believe, 37% to 39.5%. Okay. So the wealthier will have be taxed an additional 2.5% on their ordinary income. Mm-hmm. And the corporate tax rate is going up. Um, I think it's 26.5%, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it's going from 21 to 26.5%. Yep. So, you know, 2.5% on the wealthy, 5% more essentially on corporate taxes. And I think that's where most, the bulk of that will come. I didn't really see a breakdown of how much of the additional tax revenue we need comes from each of these sources. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other nuances, like limits on certain deductions that you can take that weren't there before. Um, so there's a lot of small tax changes, but those were the big four. Yeah. The one that gets me is I'm going to guess they're going to, they're, they're, estimating that rising corporate taxes is probably going to be a big chunk of that, right? 21 to 26 and a half. That's, that's the largest move. That's five and a half percent. Certainly. And again, uh, capital gains going up 505%, but that's only on a, a set. Um, and again, the corporate one I think is on any company doing 5 million. So let's highlight that as well, right? So it's 5 million above. So not mom and pop, small right. businesses, but right. I didn't read where they're changing tax codes because, again, we could think about Amazon, their ability to invest in new structures, do their own bonus depreciation. And even if you raise Amazon's taxes to 90%, if they can depreciate their income to zero, it doesn't freaking matter. Right. So I haven't seen any talk of that. 
I didn't either. And I believe that the Trump tax plan for bonus depreciation, allowing 100% bonus depreciation in year one, I believe that phases out at the end of 2023. Yeah, I, I think did it's not... 75% this year. Yeah, it rolls down. Yeah, it, it rolls down every year. And I don't think that that was in the Ways and Means Bill, at least not in the highlights that I was sent. Yeah. So, but yeah, the point here is smart companies and again, Amazon and billionaires, right? They have, they employ people to understand the tax code and use it to their full advantage. It's not illegal. I guess what I'm, what I'm hoping happens is, because here's my biggest fear is the Ways and Means Committee or who's ever doing this fuzzy math goes, hey, 21 to 26 times it by that. Here's a number. And then you fast forward 10 years and you've collected 6 million or, or 6 trillion instead of whatever you thought you'd collect. Right. And um, suddenly you got to raise taxes on the middle class because you got to pay for it somewhere. Right. And, you know, historically speaking, people are doing future fuzzy math are very wrong in their assumptions. And when you get there, you're short. And what do you got to do? You got to raise taxes somewhere. So that's my biggest fear for the middle class is they're not address, adjusting the structure. It's one thing to move a rate around, but if you don't change right. the rules inside it, you really haven't done anything. Right, right. So ultimately they have to eventually come back and tax the middle class. And even if they don't though, the corporations are going to find a way to make up that difference in profitability. And so yeah. guess what they're going to do? They're going to raise prices on everything yeah. in order to be able to bring in more revenue to pay the tax on the revenue for whatever they can't write off through some other legal yeah. loophole that the IRS incentivizes them to take. Yeah. Companies are in the business to make a profit. If you want to tax away their profit, they will raise prices. So they have a profit. Right. Right. That's, exactly. that's, that's one of the things I, I, you know, when you go back to individual landlords, right. And, and you jack up property taxes, well, guess who pays for that? Ultimately, it's going to be the tenant that ultimately Absolutely. pays for it. So Absolutely. lots of interesting stuff going on. We talked about uh, overcoming a loan being pulled at the last minute. We talked about our recollection of Lehman uh, and now we're talking about uh, tax changes. So great conversations this week. Anna, how can people find you? Great. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Anna, REI Mom, Kelly, or you can follow me at greaterpurposecapital.com if you're interested in passive investments with a meaningful impact. Thank you so much, Anna. This has been a great conversation. Have a great week. You too, Michael. Thank Bye. you. Uh -huh.